0: good
1: morning good morning
0: my name is David Greenhaw and I'm the interim senior minister of Naples United Church of Christ and I would say some other things in a minute but I want to say last week this congregation extended a call with an overwhelming vote to the Reverend dr. Mark Williams to be the new senior minister congratulations to you That's what interim is about—to help you get from here to there. And you did your work, and I think I've been doing mine. So there we go. So I am so glad to have you here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I am so glad to have you here and welcome you in worship and extend a special welcome this morning for this 9 o'clock service to those of you at Arbor Trace, and so glad you've joined us, as well as all others who are joining us uh, virtually today. Uh, many of you, I know, were here a few weeks ago and have started to migrate back up north, and you promised you'd still be watching, and so I'm counting on you. Good to see you. So-
1: I'm Reverend Angela Wells-Bean. I'm your minister for congregational care. I echo David's excitement and reflection on our worship together and our meeting last week. Indeed, the future is bright. Uh, Also, thanks to you for the role you've played. So, very exciting. Um, But for now, I want to ask you to register your attendance with us. If you are here in the sanctuary, please grab those blue attendance pads and take a moment to fill it out and pass it to your neighbor. And if you're one of our folks who's joining us remotely, please write your name in the comments section, tell us where you are this morning, and also while you're there, you can click on a link which will bring up a digital version of our bulletin if you want to follow along.
0: Um, This morning, um, uh, between services, there is another in the series of programs called Intersections. Intersections. And uh, John Bachman, a member of the congregation sitting over there, leads these uh, wonderful discussions with different members of the church and others about uh, intersections between life and faith and uh, things faith in the larger world. All week long, my wife has been fussing about this one because she's the one who's being interviewed today. So uh, uh, my wife, Lee Greenhaw, professor of law at Washington University, will be doing that uh, conversation today if you have an opportunity to go to Nelson to do that. And then in addition, today uh, we are so fortunate we have a large group of people who have signed up to have a new member luncheon, to join us for a new member luncheon. So intersection after the first service, the new member luncheon after the second, if by chance. You're really interested in uh, new membership, uh, being a member of this congregation, and you'd like to come to that luncheon. I will personally sacrifice my lunch so you can join us. So, uh, Angela, you pledge yes, the same. Yes, All right. Happy to two, p- up my lunch. T- at least two spots. We hope if uh, you want to join us, you will uh, let us know. If you let Chelsea know, uh, it will be great. So, we hope to see you, and we look forward to seeing the others at that luncheon today.
1: And just to clarify, that's after the 11 a.m. service. Right. Thank you. That's at
0: lunchtime. Lunchtime. Very clever on (laughs) this. But
1: we would really like to have you. And there's no commitment at all. Someone asked this past week, well, should I come? I'm not ready to join yet. And I said, absolutely. It's just to come to learn more about what membership means and learn more about the church. Um, Coming up this week, the first thing I want to bring to your attention is tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock, All year long, the Justice Committee has been sponsoring programs which have highlighted the crisis of affordable housing in our community, and they've been bringing in different speakers to share with us about how this crisis has affected different demographics. We've learned about how it's affecting seniors and veterans and other folks. Well, tomorrow... They're bringing in two speakers who are gonna share about how it's affecting children in Collier County. There are approximately 1,200 homeless children in the Collier County public school system. And they will bring Hemi Kaffel. He's the Collier County um, Public Schools District Homeless Liaison. There's a staff person devoted directly to helping these children. And Michael Overway, who's the Executive Director of the Hunger and Homeless Coalition of Collier County. I think that thinking about children who are homeless and sleeping in cars and couches and this kind of thing, tugs at our heartstrings in a really unique and kind of painful way. So do join us tomorrow at 4 o'clock for this important conversation so we can also learn about how we can support uh, these children in our our community. They are our neighbors um, and what we can do about it. So that's tomorrow at four o'clock in Beverly Hall and also on Zoom. And then on Thursday morning at 10 a.m., we don't usually during words of welcome announce memorial services, but on Thursday at 10 a.m., we are having a memorial service for Ralph Blattner. He was a pillar of this congregation, the former moderator, and just a stalwart and incredibly active member of the life of our church. He wanted to make it to our church's 50th anniversary celebration, but he didn't quite get there. But we are gonna celebrate his life and acknowledge and remember all the way. He uh, improved and had an influence on our church and the wider community. So join us on Thursday at 10 a.m. to celebrate Ralph Blattner's life.
0: And then lastly, uh, on Friday at 10 a.m., I'm going to teach another class. It's my last class, and uh, fittingly, I guess it's called The End of the World. Uh, It is is actually a reflection on the uh, Christian doctrine. Here it is, the big word, eschatology, the doctrine of the last things, a doctrine that seems... Uh, odd for many of us, especially as we see it uh, in public ways, but I think it's one that helps us reflect not just about the end of the world, but the end. What are the ends? What are the things we hope for? So uh, think of it as a class on hope. I hope you'll join us at 10 a.m. on Friday in Nelson Hall. I think that's it. Let us continue our worship with uh, our, our, this time this morning with the worship of God. One Easter morning in Louisville, Kentucky, they greeted everyone at the door, all the children, and they gave them a little set of jingle bells to take into worship with them. They were brave souls. And they told them that every time the word hallelujah was said or sung, they should ring their bells. A little boy came into church. They sang, Christ the Lord is risen today. Half of that is hallelujah. And he rang his bell with such enthusiasm and joy. He went home later that day after Easter and he said to his sister, sing that hallelujah song so I can ring my bell. Let our worship be our hallelujah song so we may ring our joyous Easter bell. Let us worship God.
1: I invite you to turn to your bulletins and join me in our invocation. Let us pray together. We need your presence on the long road, Lord, the road between fear and hope, the road between the place where all is lost and the place of resurrection. Like the disciples walking the road to Emmaus, we are in need of your company. Jesus, stand among us in your risen power. Let this time of worship be a hallowed hour. Amen. I invite you to be in the spirit of prayer with me as I offer this morning's pastoral prayer. Let us pray. Splattering the black-blue night with the twinkling stars and spinning fluffy clouds out of the fabric of your hope, You raised creation out of chaos, giving life and calling it good. Walking with the disciples down grief's lonely road, you sang of how God raised you from the dead so that listening they might believe and believing they might understand and understanding they might obey, going forth to invite all to follow you reaching out your love to us so that we would touch others, filling us with your gifts so that we could be a blessing to the world, piercing our darkness with hope so that we might bring healing to the broken. You raise us to new life. Thank you, holy and gracious God, for appearing in our lives, often at unexpected times, in unexpected places, through unexpected people the way you show up for us, may we continually show up for one another in our hour of need. As the disciples saw you in the ordinary act of eating and drinking, may we feel your presence in the mundane acts of our lives, the everyday, so that we treat each moment of this life as the sacred gift that it is, for you indeed called it good. God in community, holy and one, Hear us as we pray together the prayer that your Son taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, and if you'd like to, you're invited to follow along as the words are printed in your bulletins. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them Some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. May God bless our modern hearing of this sacred story.
0: I'm rather fond of doubles, you know, that word double, it's uh, matched with things. Uh, Double trouble, not so good. Double dip, there's a good one, on a cone, mm, that's wonderful. Uh, Double jeopardy, don't want to be in double jeopardy, no. Double entendre, meeting one and another, maybe just a little salacious. And then my favorite of all is the double take, you know how it goes. You're walking along, you see. You take a second look and see again. You you walked along and you missed it, but then you come back and see it. I like to think of this story of the two on the road to Emmaus as a description of the double take. They there they are, they have been with Jesus throughout. They they know him well, they'd recognize him anywhere. And they're walking on the road and they don't recognize him. They don't know who has joined them on the road. They're, they're walking sad, they're sadness, they're distracted. That's the way it is with a double take. You're, you're going quickly and you're not paying attention and then you see it. You're, you're distracted by something else. They were distracted by their sadness at the loss of Jesus and their astounding confusion about the news that came from the women at the tomb. They don't know what to make of it all, and they're distracted. And Jesus comes along beside them and joins them, and they invite him in. And he interprets the scripture to them, and then he leaves. And even then, they didn't quite know him. But when he had broken bread with them, they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us? Didn't his presence make a difference to us? Didn't it affect us? Look, we have just seen the risen Christ. It is true. It is true. It's amazing. And they went and shared this news. When our son, grandson Sam was born, he was our second grandchild. We'd made a commitment, my wife and I, to bond and be connected to our grandchildren. Uh, Two of them eventually were born and lived in St. Louis, but two lived in New Orleans, and then they moved from New Orleans to Minnesota, and we would drive to New Orleans and see them. It's an 11-hour drive, but we tried to do it every four to six weeks so that we would bond with those grandchildren. That time is so precious and fast, we didn't want it to slip away. And when Sam was born, the second of the two of them, I bonded with him closely for that first year. He would rest in my arms. He'd fall asleep on my chest. He was just wonderful. Big, but wonderful. And then something started to be amiss. Just about the time he would start to know my name, he didn't. Just about the time he would, uh, you would think he would connect more, walk with you, engage you in other ways, he didn't. Sam had more and more troubles, a developmental delay, a developmental problem, finally a diagnosis on the autism spectrum. But he got a lot of help in Rochester, Minnesota. I just want to tell you how great. I love public schools that spend money on kids. Uh, Pay your taxes. It's worth it. (laughs) Sam got help. He was here at Christmas. It was hard. But he came after Easter this year. And he ran down the aisle at the airport and greeted me. And over the week between Easter and last weekend... I had more times where I was bonding for the first time again with Sam. He knew my name. He called me by my name. He would say hello. He would make a joke. He would take... I would make a joke and he would laugh. We had fun together in a week. It was remarkable. Now, I've just described to you something extraordinarily tiny. A hug a joke received, a laugh. If you were walking along quickly, you wouldn't see it. But I've done a strong double take, and what I know is right there, a miracle has happened. Life has happened. He's been shaped and grown and developed and able to connect, and I'm so excited about it. I'm so pleased at the progress he's made. I'm so glad that we're bonding again. I'm so happy about it. I'm describing Sam and myself, of course. But you know what I'm talking about, don't you? There are little things, not, not huge things, little things things that happen that that show us signs of life. Uh, an old argument you had with a friend, finally there was a moment for reconciliation. Most people wouldn't even know it happened, would walk right by it but you saw the healing that took place. Uh, all sorts of conflicted uh, situation can be transformed. Moments of poignant saying goodbye to someone you love, not much, a squeeze of a hand before they died, any sort of sign, any sort of presence that says, did not your hearts burn within you when you were there for that small thing that was so big? What is it the disciples do? they sit in the presence of Jesus and they eat a meal and they hear him interpret things they've seen and they recognize not just the risen Christ but the power of God to reconcile to give us love to give us hope to hold us tightly that, that's the power of the resurrection. It's, it's big, no doubt, but it is big in really small ways. It is big in the sort of ways that is just a hug, a handshake, a kiss, a hold, a word spoken, forgiveness received. It is so big. Don't walk by it and fail to see it. Stop. And do a double take. Because it is the power of Almighty God. Amen. As you walk down the road, as you go through life, see if you can see the risen Christ. And if you miss Christ the first time, stop. Look again. It may be that he is in the most remarkable small thing that changes your life, that warms your heart, that lifts your burdens, that gives you hope. Go today on the road, trusting and obeying. Amen.